0: Fire in the set. Action.
1: Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we make up a movie for you really fast based on a prompt from the internet. And we are here at Die Laughing 2019. We got a crowd. For those at home, for for those listening to the podcast later, there's like
0: 90 people in the audience. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, it's a Jacob, blowout. Eight, Jacob, you can like nine hundred. Yeah, yeah, Jacob, you can like multiply that. Here at here at ten AM on a Sunday morning. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a blowout. So I am joined by three members of the Hollywood Elite. Our writer is Kyle Decker, who is the YOLO Speak consultant on Shazam. Yes. Our director, Jacob Golver, who is the only person who saw Wonder Park. <laughs> and our producer Matt Kesson, who is Tim Burton's Flactory on Dumbo.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! It was really satisfying.
1: If you need, like, if you have a nerd friend, you, they can explain that joke for you. That'll be fine. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, I, I feel like the audience is gonna is gonna be on board.
1: Okay, and so the theme of the story is parody action. The main characters are an obsessive inventor and a conformist merchant. The major event of the story is promotion. So it's time Hollywood. You know what it is. It is time for a
0: a hard, gritty action remake of The Nutty Professor. (laughs) Blubber is going hardcore. And this time, it's fighting crime. So we got The Nutty Professor. You know, some real comic greats have played The Nutty Professor in the past. You know, Jerry Lewis and the guy from Beverly Hills Cop because I have got so little sleep. Eddie Murphy. (laughs) I've forgotten his name because I'm sleep deprived. They did excellent jobs. But it's time to cast a new, young, up-and-coming comic in it so that's what i'm hoping i'm I'm writing a vessel is full of jokes and everything but it's also kind of a form-built to improv you know like eddie murphy would just fill movies with his own joke and shtick so most of the action of the nutty professor and stuff from writing it. But the real key is the merchant is a salesman who is trying to sell flubber as like the next tool in crime fighting. And so the the merchant he teams up with is the marketing director from a big like arms manufacturer. Cause you know what Hollywood needs is more movies that promote the military industrial complex. So they're gonna team up and 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 make less than lethal weapons. For the police to use, but the police don't believe them. So in the plot of the story, they become vigilantes using blubber-powered weapons to fight crime. And through the whole thing, the real enemy of it is, of course, the big gun manufacturer. And we'll call the big gun manufacturer executive trying to stop the nutty professor and his less-than-lethal weapon salesman for cops is going to be called Magnum Justice. It's going to be the name (laughs) of the character as the guy who owns the arms manufacturer that's trying to stop him. So that's of the story it's we've got the nutty professor who's invented less than lethal law enforcement weapons and his his marketing genius friend who's going to try and sell it and when they get turned away they become crime-fighting superheroes and the name of the movie is uh nutty professor two back to justice i don't know how many nutty professors movies are so we'll just go with two and that's what i got
1: okay so uh you pitch the nutty professor reboot which is also titled as a sequel. So Jacob, you got the script. Um, you noticed that he frequently just switches between Flubber and Blubber at multiple points. But, um, so you got your your, your script. Uh, so how, for, how are you gonna make this movie? Well, you know, it's, it's really not my
3: place to say what's, what's in the script since I'm the director, but I, I there's some stuff here that needs some work and maybe our, our producers can come down come down a little bit on uh, what, what exactly is staying and what exactly is leaving. Well sure. What I'm going to do is this. I'm going to shoot this uh, very much like a comedy. It's going to be lots of wide angles. Uh, it's going to be we're going to have everything in focus pretty much at any given time. We're not going to get real deep into the art, artful shots or anything um, but we're going to do lots of slapstick gags. Uh, a lot of practical effects. Um, so like you know falling through walls and like beakers and stuff falling over and If we could have like a comedy animal, uh, that would be fantastic. Maybe a monkey or like a dog. Any comedy animal is acceptable, (laughs) I I really think. That would make me very happy. And then I think for our our lead, we need to do something to kind of shake it up. I would like to cast Rebel Wilson as our Nutty Professor. I think she would be amazing. She's an incredible physical comic and would be really, really great for, for a role like that. And then for our military industrial guy, we're gonna cast Ty Burrell. He can also do that kind of physical comedy, but can be very like, you know, stiff and I have all the authority and, you know, that kind of a a behavior. So I think I'd be pretty happy with that. I, I definitely want there to be some elements of like travel or like you know a goal that they're sort of chasing after in this. I don't know that the the stakes are really high enough as it is. Maybe there's something that it's a conflict between you know do I make this cool thing for the military-industrial complex or not? Maybe something like that. But uh, aside from that, I think you know there's some some good bones here, and we really need uh, we really need the studio to say yes or no to specific things before I can I can make a hard decision on that.
1: All right, and I guess that segues into our producer. Yeah, uh, nutty
2: professor two. Nutty professor two. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. It's a great idea. I love it. I, I think it's got legs. There's a couple changes we are going to need to make. However, first of all, um, we, we, we've got both of your casting choices. So those are fine. For the villain, we have we have John Mulaney doing his doing his doing kind of his Spider Ham thing. And I know this sounds like a strange choice for a villain, but stay with me. I can explain. I'm not going to explain, but I want you to understand that I can. Um, so, so John Mulaney is the villain. We've got that. But here's the real thing: when we got the rights to the, to the Nutty Professor, when we got the intellectual rights to that, we also got the rights to My Favorite Martian, uh, My Living Doll, and of course, I Dream of Jeannie. And uh, these, of course, are completely unrelated properties. But, but what if they weren't? What if? We made a weird 50's and 60's comedy crossover universe. The kids love crossover universes. So so we'll stick with the basic plot. We'll stick with the flubber and the non-lethal weapons and blah, 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 blah. blah. But we need to get some cameos in from My Favorite Martian and from I, 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 I Dream of genie. And so just to set the stage for a multi-film crossover franchise and, and then eventually they will, all, they will all team up. And it won't fail. It can't possibly fail. Did Justice League fail? Moving on. Um... <laughs> so dark uh universe the dark yeah the dark universe everybody loves the dark universe I forget what it is, but it is extremely popular I'm led to believe is that the thing with the that's the that, that's the that, thing with the mummy that was the, that was the universal that was the universal reboot that it that, had, that everybody loves the mummy yeah I know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, then it, yeah, yeah, and so so obviously it's a it's a it's a proven quantity that can't possibly fail So that's uh, so that's what we'll be doing as far as as far as production We will be filming in Italy because it's cheap and also I like Italy and so that's the that's the basic setup as we as As we have it set up now as far as the now the script is fine You know we'll go through the usual the usual committee rewrites again Committee rewrites a plan that can't miss but other than that we're good to go. All right. So, what budget
0: am I writing for? Oh yeah.
2: Budget? Oh, uh, $75. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 75
2: American dollars. Uh, the rights to *I dream of genie were no joke.
1: But how are we get, Okay. So So you have $75 and whatever you're willing to spend from your sweet Shazam writing money in order to make this film. Sure.
0: So, I mean, I was, I was not a writer. I didn't get full writing credits on Shazam. I was just the YOLO consultant. I I made sure there was the requisite number of uh, dabs in the film so that the Gen, Gen Z would buy tickets. And, well, you and, have that. Whatever other young things kids do, the the YIFs or whatever they're called. I don't know <laughs> the, what the. They like snort cheese or something, right? That's you what should, kids are you into. You should totally these Google day. image YIF. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Another plan that can't miss. We're all about plans that can't
0: miss tonight. <laughs> all right. So i mean since we're the actors are just hanging out with us and we're play acting the movie in my my den because we can't actually make a movie with 75 dollars. but it's really cool having john mulaney and rebel wilson hanging out in my den so i'm joining it but i'm going to pitch the idea since we have all these other properties is i wanted to be a team-up superhero movie uh but low budget and they're fighting with like things they make at home, very Home Alone-esque vibe, and maybe the Nutty Professor all makes them, the, irons the rubber to the bottom of their tennis shoes so they can jump high and makes like flubber shields that they can use and everything, and, and...
2: Oh, we can't do the flubber. No, the flubber's out. No budget for flubber. No rights for flubber.
0: We we can't just pretend they can jump high? No. Um, no, that's out. Okay.
2: Again, no
0: explanation. All right. Well, I'm going to call this the suburbanuts and we're going to really... <laughs> I'm I'm kind of deflated right now, but we're gonna really play up that they're like really fighting for that classic 1950s leave it to beaver community and everything and if we have the budget for it I will throw in a giant robot that attacks the city and they all have to form a giant Voltron thing to fight it back But if we don't have a budget for that, I guess that can't happen. That's what I got. I'm sad
1: Okay, so Jacob uh, you have significantly less Money to work with, yet somehow you've gotten all the actors you've requested are still on board. So yeah, going well, can make this?
3: Yeah, I mean, part of it is that like after I found out that we we only had seventy five bucks to make the movie, I took out a bunch of loans. Well, I say loans. Uh, I borrowed some money from the mob. They're gonna help me fund this movie. So we got we got about twenty million dollars, and what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna get a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of like younger comedians. I, I love the like Justice League comparison because now we can get like the Justice League of young comedians, like up and comers that are, are getting real popular, and put them in. And then we'll kind of like, since it's hard to like gauge what what rights we actually have, we're going to kind of make references to little things that could be picked up on later, uh, if people like the movie and want to jump in. If people don't like the movie, then you know it's it's okay. We had some great bits and stuff. So. The, the Rebel Wilson character is still going to be like a, a nutty professor or we could go with a nutsy professor if we don't end up you know with with the exact rights I don't know if that was oh no rights. it's just the flubber
2: we just can't we just can't
3: do the okay flubber. all right yeah. so yeah if we have the nutty professor she's still the nutty professor um, but there's gonna be a group of other scientists that she works with and maybe somehow they accidentally create this like splintered universe a la spider-man as you're you're referencing as well with all these different like properties and things so we're gonna get a part and we're gonna get uh, Billy Eichner and we're gonna get Ron Funches and they're all going to be this like team of scientists working together to you know try and develop stuff and they're all connected to the question yeah.
0: fat or skinny ron funches it doesn't matter he's okay. still hilarious we can't afford fat ron funches <laughs>
3: So they're all going to be like developing their thing, and they'll all have some sort of specialty, and then they end up having to work together to uh, avoid getting absorbed into this military-industrial complex. And maybe that's how our tie into these other potential properties ends up happening. I, I talked to Ro- Rosa Salazar the other day, uh, A.K.A. Uh, Alita Battle Angel herself, and she's definitely interested in uh, a Night Dream of Genie remake. So if there's a if there's something there. She's ready to do it does does her contract still require that her eyes be made super
2: terrifyingly big no, okay, good
1: All right, so uh, we're gonna go back to our producer So they made lemonade out of your lemons that you gave them. I beg your pardon
2: (laughs) I am with with the Hollywood studio system. We
1: create magic. Okay,
2: also There are other people involved, but mostly the studio system
1: so uh, you have two and a half minutes before this movie goes out the door
2: Okay, I was I was listening uh, to what 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 the director has been saying about uh, spiders and funches and so forth, and I understood an amount of it totaling I would say zero. But this is what the kids are into. You're telling me the kids the kids the kids buy this from this what I understand funches and the spiders and all
0: that sort of thing. Great, great, terrific. I went undercover at a uh, fidget spinner convention. Oh yeah, how I, I got my information.
2: I've heard about fidget spinners. Are those yeah. are those like beanie babies only
0: more so? It's what the kids are into today. Uh, excellent. They, they taught me how to flip of bottles that was half filled with water and it could land on its upright. Keep talking, kid. This yeah. is gold. Yeah. I still
3: don't know what yeet means, but I'm more confident <laughs> using it. That's the word I was
0: trying <laughs> to think of. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no. This sounds great. Print this. This is a. Uh, this is this is good business. We got team up thing going on. So what we're going to do is we're going to throw a gala about it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rent out you know all all the all the all the big theaters in Hollywood. Usually we would just rent one big theater in Hollywood so that everybody would go there. But this way people will go to different theaters and it will be. Confusing and upsetting.
1: That's a novel idea. Multiple Thanks. theaters.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and nobody will know which star will be at which, and everyone will be disappointed in the end. But it'll be a memorable experience, and that's what we do—is we create memories. So, I think, uh, I think we're in a good place. Let's, let's print it.
1: All right. So, I'm going to put this in the movie machine, which sounds like cartoon bounce noises, and um, so Jacob, you were able to get that extra twenty. 20- Million dollars to help make the film. The $75 that you got was still for marketing, so it is, even though you have a gala in thousands of theaters, it is only being released in one theater, uh, which is the producer's house, which he may have bought that mansion with the money that he was going to spend on this movie. That cannot be confirmed without looking at his books. So people don't believe this film comes out because only one, like eight people see it, but somehow you're still able to finance the entire universe. And so like as more and more of these films come out and it becomes this urban legend, like what happened to that movie that started It's it? like that Jerry
0: Lewis movie with the clown and Auschwitz. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. So this and so <laughs> that's, this, exactly that's a real movie that's never seen the light of day. And the day the clown cried. Yeah. yeah. And so this movie a lot of people make jokes about the fact that they're making this cinematic universe and the fact that they're still being made because just someone is really passionate about making these and is really good at Making oh, things. Yeah,
3: mobsters w- love it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um the cinematic universe, you know, it falters for a really long time until you finally hit your big break, which is uh the Fawns Shark Jumper. And that becomes a huge hit and really propels your cinematic universe. Uh, in fact, Disney then just buys the Fonz and joins a different universe. And um, I'm not gonna say his power level is, you know, the highest, but in comparison, he he gives him a little extra bit. So yeah, you create a whole urban legend with your film. You make an inexplicable universe. I guess it makes its budget back because eight people saw it, and so you made more which than I some. Return to the mob. Which <laughs> I, I, oh, you didn't get your money back, but he got it. The producer got his money back to seventy-five dollars. Success, complete so, and total um, success. Yeah, Jacob. No, you're you are. Uh, you need to do some favors for them quick. That being said, you each have one and a half minutes to go back, make any changes, um, anything you wanna do to make this film make more money or call it art and keep it the way it is.
0: So it's occurred to me that my my cinematic vision to appeal to Gen Z has been co-opted to launder money by the mob. And it's really depressing to me.
1: Uh, you're wanting to capture Gen Z with a Nutty Professor remake. Yeah, but I've, okay. I've re, I have
0: I've think I know how I can really capture the hearts of Gen Z. I'm going to go to the financier that Jacob got his money from. I'm going to uh, go to his house on the day of his daughter's wedding and ask him to release, give the film a wide release in an, a 1,000 theaters so it's real. And I'm also going to retitle it to appeal to Gen Z to a dab will do it. And that's <laughs> my changes.
1: Okay, but uh, well, yeah
0: I, I, because cause when I go to that guy on the day of the, uh, his daughter's wedding he can't tell me no, so I got it in a thousand theaters for a full run.
1: Okay, yeah. uh, Jacob, a dab will do it. <laughs> I mean
3: that title is is pretty bad, but uh, I'll leave it up to the producer whether that stays or not. And also what are you talking about? The mob doesn't launder money. that would be a huge waste of dollars. No, they like kill people and steal it and sell drugs and then they finance us. Oh, I, um, I, sh- I shouldn't have said that. Uh, anyway, so uh, our movie is, um, uh, yeah, and I think it turned out pretty well. Uh, and uh, if you don't see me in the next few weeks, just uh, assume the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our producer. Okay, well, it turns
2: out in the screenings that the anti-military uh, Themes in the film did not play play well in Red State America, and uh,
1: in the one theater you showed it in. That's correct. Okay, a thousand theaters. Oh, okay. Yes,
2: I don't know. I just hear it didn't play well in Red State America. People tell me things, I believe them. So, um, <laughs> so, and and we can't we can't afford to lose Red State America right now because frankly they are terrifying. And uh, so I'm afraid I'm we're, we're going to do a studio cut of the show in which all all references to uh, to the Military-industrial complex being bad are removed. Which uh, it is my understanding we don't have the final cut yet, but I've been told by uh, by the editors who've done the the initial run that this final cut removing the anti-military uh, themes will be. Let's see here says one minute and forty one seconds long. So there we
1: go. Okay, so <laughs> your new film is just comprised of things setting up the other films in one minutes and forty seven seconds. So uh, 41 seconds, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, oh. 41 seconds, 47 Sorry. seconds. What do you think I'm made of you?
1: So this film becomes, basically, most people forget that it's an actual film and just goes around on YouTube as the trailer for your 50s cinematic universe, because that's basically just what it is at this point. It's the exact runtime, and like people post like, hey, this was an actual movie, and everyone thinks they're joking. So yeah, uh, your trailer for this other universe does fine. Most people think The I Dream of Genie is your first movie now. And so there you go. Fawn, the Fawns Shark Jumper is still your most successful film, ironically. And uh, yeah, I think we're just going to end it there. You do make your $75 back still, plus whatever. Success. Uh, Jacob, you need to change your name. So um, <laughs> who is Jacob? <laughs> exactly. My name is Rodney Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's our movie. A dab will do, and we're gonna. Dab will do it. A dab will do it. I'm I'm so sorry. It's
0: a it's a play on a local anyway.
1: And so we're gonna great title. And as we always do with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint Jaden Smith, Los Angeles is a upside poem with light.